guys. Welcome back to episode number two of Ethics and Aesthetics. We're so happy that you're here. Hello, hello. Time for the tea. Time for the tea. It's tea time. What's your favorite kind of tea? I don't drink. I actually hate all teas. Really? Yeah, I'm not a tea person. I'm never. I don't know. I don't. I've never liked it. I feel that. Yeah. I'm gonna sneeze. Bless you. <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel like if I say bless you before, it like takes away that sweet release. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. Like a lot of the times when I tell someone bless you, like when they say they're gonna sneeze, then they don't sneeze. And then I get upset. So you're mean. Because it feels so good to sneeze. It does. <laughs> so yeah. Just take that away from people. That's so fucked up. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the story of Savannah Boda. So you left off with uh, going to TWU, I feel like. Kind of, sort of. I think we went a little past that. Maybe no. No, I don't think so. Okay, so had acne. Was at TWU. Mm-hmm. And during that time, like I said, I would try anything and everything to clear my skin I would save up all my money. I would go to these med spas. And the thing about aesthetics back then, too, is there really wasn't a lot of diverse education when it came to more stubborn treatments. Like that kind of stuff you learned more from working at a dermatology office or, you know, working at a really prestigious med spa, which are hard to come by. I mean, what you learn in aesthetics is truly like how to be sanitary and pass state boards and do a European facial massage. Like, there are some schools now that are better, like in Utah, there's this best, the best aesthetic schools are in Utah, to be honest. Um, but here in Texas or any other state, like it's really just how to cleanse the skin, basic stuff. Like it really, like, like just making I your could client. not be who I am today if I just had that education. Yeah. So I had to do a lot of research. And that was the thing is even when I went into aesthetic school, I kind of annoyed everyone in my class because I already knew so much about skin because Mm -hmm. the past year I had been doing my own research and just reading a lot of articles. And of course, you know, it doesn't make you an expert by any means, but, you know, they didn't know what glycolic acid was. And I already knew every AHA and what a BHA was. And I knew about enzymes. And I mean, I just was ready to hit the ground running. I was so invested. Yeah. And... I can't say that. Can't say what? It's kind of mean. Go for it. It's not nice. What do you mean? What's not nice? What I was going to say. Oh, you haven't said it yet. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying you couldn't say what you just said. No. Okay, I'll say it. Yeah. Just be real. It's your experience. Okay. This is not me being a bitch. <laughs> it is. But it's the truth. The thing is, a lot of people go into trade programs like hair or skin or whatever it is because they aren't smart enough to go to college and it's kind of the only thing they can do or they just get into it because it seems easy and fun. Yeah. A lot of people don't get into it because it's an absolute passion. Now, there are a lot of people that do. Yeah. But with that being said, not every esthetician is the most... No, I know multiple people who went to like hair or stuff like that because they were like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do. It was just like last resort and it sounds fun. Yeah, You know, and not saying I'm holier than thou and like I'm so smart because I was going to be a nurse and then I found skin was my passion. So I went because I know that's how people that don't like me are going to twist this. (laughs) So I'm already going to call it out before you try. But I was smart. Like I said, I ran these study groups. Okay. I wanted to be in aesthetics and 
for my family, like to be quite honest, it was like shameful. What I was doing was shameful. I was in a lot of heat with my family. My mom was so embarrassed. My dad was literally livid. It was yeah. Because for me, being a nurse was a step down for him. Like he was like, I you need to go be a doctor. Like if you're gonna go to school, you should be a doctor. You need to be a doctor. Like nurses, bleh. Like yeah. So like to go from something he already was giving me shit about being a nurse that I should be a doctor and not a nurse to going to a static school. Oh my God. I thought he was going to die. I thought he was going to have a heart attack and die. Like really you're did. basically going to be like a construction worker. Basically. He literally said, why don't you just get a job at McDonald's? The same yeah, thing. Okay. No, I will never forget him saying that. He said, you should just go get a job at McDonald's because that's as much as you're going to make. You're going to be living on our couch. I mean, he told my brother who was in college at Baylor at the time that he like should never like give me money or handouts that like, I'm going to be like the deadbeat sister. That's like, you know, living on people's couches and that I'm going to be crawling to Nick, my brother, one day asking him to like give me money and like help me out. And I see their side, like literally when I went to a static school at that time, they're like, yeah, cap, you'll make like 40K a year, which isn't awful. I mean, it's like a teacher's salary, but yeah. I didn't get into this industry to make money. That's no, you didn't. really the truth. Like I knew that this was going to be my life. Like I knew that I wasn't going to be the most wealthy human. But you thought you were going to find a rich husband. Yeah. I literally at that time told Lance, I was like, all right, I'm dropping out of nursing school. So like you are going to be an accountant. So I need you to make a shit ton of money because I'm going to be doing what I love, but not making shit. Yeah. And I was okay with that because I knew that that was my passion and I wanted my entire life. There's two things I've always wanted to help people and go to bed at night and know that I've helped someone. That's why I went with nursing and two, to do something I absolutely loved. And nursing was something that I really, I just loved taking care of people. Like whenever anyone was sick in my house, like I loved, you know, being the one to go cut flowers outside and like bring them flowers in as a little girl or like take care of people. So like sweet. I've always just loved to be a caregiver. Like it just made me feel so important because I mean, even with friends and stuff, like if they went through a breakup or whatever, because I felt needed and important and loved and I think my whole life I was just searching so much for that validation, yeah. you know, because I didn't love myself. So I would try to like be such a big helper to other people so that they could love me and then I could love myself through that yeah. process. So it took a lot of self-healing to get to a place where like I help people because I want to, not because it's the only way that I feel love for myself. Yeah. Are you crying? No. Your eyes are teary. I yawned. Okay. But I didn't open my mouth to yawn. Okay. I sneak. I like ninja yawned. Ninja yawned? Yeah. I've never heard that term. I just made it up. I love it. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. And I've always loved, like I said, beauty stuff. I loved makeup. Like literally, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like at Target, there used to be like a CD wall. Yep. And you could like play CDs and listen to them before you buy them. Oh, nope. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, there was a little thing, but... Were they like demo CDs? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like... Yeah. You couldn't open those it. Those things was... would be scratched to hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was small ones. And I, for my grandpa, well, we call him Poppy, but he's my grandpa. Um, I would give him foot massages and massage him. And that was another thing. I was really passionate about massage when I was younger. If only she still were. Yeah. I was actually really... Like in my massage days, like I was amazing. But... I just feel like I'm more talented at corrective stuff. Yeah. One day I would love for SBA to get back to marrying a day spa and a med spa because that's how I started. Mm -hmm. But the reason I stopped doing more of the foo-foo stuff was because I didn't have time yeah. to see as many people. And I'm like, I had to decide between do I want to help more people 
or make things more fluffy. And I decided helping more people because I got to a point where I couldn't get everyone in. Yeah. And now like just strictly doing the things that give the results in the skin, I'm able to take more people. But I would like to, you know, when I hire estheticians and stuff, get back to, you know, the options of like, do you want, you know, like a regular, like the just basic Mm -hmm. chemical peel or do you want like some fluff added for an extra price or whatever it is? So that's something that obviously I want to do back because I miss it. I love doing it. It's not only feels good for the patient, but for you too. Like it's just such an intimate experience and I feel like you just... Your soul's energy. Like, connect. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Like it really, facial massage is just stunning. But where was I? So with that being said, um, when I was in school for nursing, I would go to these med spas and, you know, I really didn't know much about aesthetics at this time. Like I thought, you know, the people doing lasers and microneedling and like all the cool stuff were like nurses and yeah. doctors or like medical assistants. Like I had no idea an esthetician could you know, perform these services at a med spa. Um, but with that being said too, like I, like I laugh so hard thinking about the facials and stuff that I had done and like the things that they were trying to give me for my acne that they were saying was going to work, you know, like it just made zero sense. Like this one girl gave me a pumpkin enzyme and she was like, yeah, use this like five times a week, literally burned my face off. So thank you to this lady that did that to me. Um, and your acne will be gone in a week. And I bought it. And so with that being said, not every esthetician is very educated. Um, and not every esthetician specializes in acne. So even when I first started my career, I knew nothing about acne. It wasn't until I took Face Reality's acne course that I like truly understood acne and what it was. And that completely changed my career. You know, Face Reality was not as popular when I started it back in 2019 2018 like it has blown up and now I'm so happy for that because I think every esthetician should know how to treat acne acne affects so many people it's such a big part of our job Mm -hmm. you know you shouldn't just know about aging and pigmentation like acne is a huge huge missed market and untapped in market that you know regularly people would just send them to dermatologists and get them on prescriptions and we just now within the last five years have learned that you can control acne by using good products and lifestyle changes by working with an acne expert through face reality. Yeah. And now there's other companies too that are teaching about acne, which is amazing. Like the more awareness, the better because there are so many more options. Like wouldn't you have, you know, rather gone through the route of going to an acne expert if you knew that existed when you were younger instead of going through Accutane? Yeah, probably. I mean, as an adult, absolutely. I think maybe as a kid, I would be like, what's the easiest, simplest way? But no, for sure. I mean, it's like, especially when you look at like the health benefits and all that stuff. And like, especially as a parent, because the parent is usually the one guiding it, the children mm-hmm. when you're younger, like bringing you to the doctor or whatever. So mm-hmm. like the more awareness that I feel like, you know, this more... What's holistic. the word for it? Yeah, holistic approaches to it is obviously how you would... Because that's the biggest thing. Is like, I feel like way more people are put on Accutane and these harsh drugs when you're younger than when... Because when you're an adult, I feel like you're more likely to research and do this stuff your own. You know what I'm saying? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I don't know. I feel like parents research a lot for their children for natural remedies too, you know? Maybe. No, they don't. Not maybe. They do. My parents didn't. My mom was like, 
dermatologist near me yeah. <laughs> on Google. Yeah. I think maybe that was the times we were living in, though. I mean. Yeah, that's fair. You know, now I think the world, especially after COVID, everyone's more holistic and yeah. doesn't trust big pharma as much. But, I mean, it's it's just crazy how much it has, yeah, it has shifted a lot because. Like, for me, like, with my depression and anxiety, like, if I had a choice back then and I could have done more holistic route than being put on Zoloft that I can't get off because every time I try to get off, it makes me literally insane. Yeah. And it makes me itchy. Like I literally get so itchy and feel like I'm literally, it's like such a harsh drug to get off of. You know, I wish that I, you know, had that option, Mm -hmm. you know, but back then again, like, you know, there wasn't really a lot of social media wasn't as big. I mean, the internet, you know, wasn't as big. There wasn't that much out there. So, you know, everyone knew just to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was what I meant by that. Like if you, if times weren't like they are now and you were at the age that you were at that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, like for sure. And it's, it's also like so much better in the long term Mm -hmm, for your health health and for your your skin too. I mean, Mm -hmm. like getting put on Accutane may solve the acne, maybe, not even sure. Like, it's you know what I mean? It's, it's not even solving the symptoms, but it's not treating the condition. Yeah. But also like you're not supporting your skin in any other way with that drug. And, and you so don't even relapse. Yeah. And you issues. don't even have a guarantee that it's going to go away. Some people don't even get clear while they're taking it. Mm-hmm. And then those who do, I'm sure half of those people, it all comes back later anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, but like when you're treating, you know, the acne holistically, you're also treating so many other things preventative aging and all these other things too with great products so yeah it's like way more benefits to treating it holistically than- i agree yeah so back to circling back to what I, where i was is um yeah not every esthetician is the smartest that's why it's very important that you you know do your due diligence i mean we see all the time on the internet botched chemical peels and things because a lot of people get hired straight out of school with no experience But it's also hard because I've been there, you know, like when I was trying to get a job, I mean, I literally had a doctor's office said, come back when you've had 10 years of experience. And I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to get experience if no one's going to hire me? And it is hard. So I see both sides. And you guys know that's like (laughs) always my issue is I see two sides of everything. It's hard because you there are people that you can train and get good, you know, but a lot of these places and I'm talking more about chain med spas and things like that. Like, they're just like, oh, perfect. Come in. We'll pay you $10 an hour and, like, you know, have a blast. Like, they, you know, the owners technically aren't even there. It's just, like, managers that are hired under these yeah. franchises, you know? Mm-hmm. And they want people fresh out of school to hire for cheap labor to perform these advanced services. And and the owners aren't even... And they don't provide, you Well, know, they're not they're not providers. They probably don't even... Like, no, they're, they're just n- business owners. Yeah, so they're they just don't a bunch of old men yeah, that acquired a, a bunch of spas, you know? Exactly. And so they don't provide you that education that you need. Like, I remember one of my first jobs, they wanted me to use a laser I'd never used before. And I told the manager that I had no idea what I was doing. And she was like, you'll be fine. Just read the book. Like, read the... Um, settings you know read the settings and thank god i did an okay job but if i could go back i would have walked out but i mean what are you gonna do you know it's such a hard situation to be put in you know and so a lot of times it's not your esthetician's fault it's the place you're going is Mm -hmm. pushing them to do these things that they're not ready or trained to do and don't know how to handle and you're scared of getting fired and getting blacklisted and not getting a job you know and you have to start somewhere so i just remember being thrown to the lions at a lot of these places and just being you know scared to perform these services that I wasn't trained on Mm -hmm. you know and 
that happens at a lot of places. I'm sure. A lot of places, more often than not. And it's just important to really, really, that's why I love social media now because it's like your resume. You have your before and afters. You can, your clients can see that you're educated and know what you're talking about. You know, it's just such an important piece because anyone and everyone, to be quite honest, it's not hard to be an esthetician. It's not. To get your esthetician license. Yes. Okay. Not to be an esthetician. Going... A good esthetician is hard. Yes. But to get your license, yeah. I mean, it's as easy as getting your driver's license. The entrance. I would actually is say getting easy. your driver's license is harder because I failed my driver's license <laughs> three times before I, I got it. So I would, I mean, I'm sorry. Some people are probably going to fucking hate me saying this, but it's true. I mean, it's, I think hair, getting your hair cosmetology license for hair is 10 times harder than getting your aesthetics license. Well, that's like a 10 month course, right? Yeah. That's and you actually really have to long. be good at cutting hair, like with the aesthetics, unless they've changed it since I've graduated. Yeah. I mean, you literally have to just know how to be sanitary and apply a face mask and like wax a brow, which I mean, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's just really not, I really truly think there needs to be a change in the system and make things more advanced because all these people are just becoming estheticians with no experience and going and fucking up people's faces and yeah. doing things that they shouldn't do. And it's so loosely regulated. It's just scary. And that's, you know, what we see every day, all these botched things happening to people. What was? Didn't you just post one recently that like some girl had sent you? Yeah. What was that? I forget. Microneedling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Went too deep or something? No. Dragged across her skin. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that now. So it, there's just a lot that goes into it. But anyway, when you're the c customer and the consumer, like you don't know all these inner workings. Like no. you just want to trust what you see. And, you know, it's a beautiful spa with bright lighting. Like you're, of course, they're qualified. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Oh, they have a Groupon. Amazing. Yeah, they have a Groupon because the girl that just graduated aesthetic school yesterday that only knows how to brow wax and yeah. never learned how to do chemical peels. And I'm talking experience from Texas. If you like Utah, they like teach you how to microneedle Utah. I don't know if it's just Utah. I'm pretty sure Arizona has a good program, too. But there are other states that have some very good aesthetic schools that produce yeah. very talented estheticians. Mm -hmm. But not every state's like that. Like the South, we have nothing like that. Florida, same thing. Florida, you can literally <laughs> go to school for like two hours, I swear. And it's a lot less so hours of as Texas. And I think Texas is pretty low. It's 750 here. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I heard Florida is lower than even that. So um, a lot, I mean, that I just want to preface because I know I'm going to get so much How hate for this. How many weeks is that? 750? Baby. I ain't a math magician. How many weeks were you in esthetician? I don't before? know. Okay. I don't remember. Not a long time. Three months. Okay. I did the fast track or something. Gotcha. Seven months, maybe? Mm. Not three months. I don't know. You're confusing me now. I'm not trying to confuse you. It was a valid question. Why don't question. you Google 750 and <laughs> see how many weeks it is? Well, I don't know how many hours you go a day. That's why I was asking, like, what does that equate to? I have no idea. That's okay. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I was just like, like, how long does it take to become an esthetician? Oh, no, you're okay. asking me hard questions. That's not a hard question. You did it. Okay, I'm gonna while you research that. I'm gonna research Florida. Um, four hundred hours. Wait, let me make sure. Um, Three to five months is the average length of a time to complete a 750 Oh, Florida hour. is a minimum of 260 hours. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, 750 hour program. That's what it says. Three on to the... five months. Wow. 
260 hours only. Yeah. For Florida. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's really state by state. Not all schools are equal, but I would say the majority of the schools, if you're, unless you're in Utah or Arizona, or if there's another school that I don't know about, you're getting pretty shit bare minimum education to just learn how to be sanitary and wax a brow and you get your license. So it's really important to do your due diligence. That's what I mean by that. And, you know, too, again, a lot of people get into this industry because they don't know what they want to do. And it sounds fun. Like, oh my God, I'll get like free lash extensions. And maybe if I work for a doctor, like I can't tell you how many people from high school like would ask me when I became an esthetician and started working at a med spa. Oh my God, you get free lip filler. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I want to be an esthetician. That's amazing. I want to get free lip filler. So like people get into this industry for the wrong reasons, not because they're passionate about it. Or and if you work for like a plastic surgeon, you can get like, like a boob job. Yeah. Like there's a lot of work perks in the yeah. aesthetics industry, it's to true. be honest. You know, one of the best work perks if you're <laughs> into that kind of stuff. But again, when I was on the consumer side and I was a customer, you know, the education and aesthetics, which any esthetician listening to this that's been an esthetician for a while will know, it has become so much better. And I think a lot of it has been awareness of mm-hmm. what's happening, social media for sure. And just advancements in our industry, you know, as time goes, we improve and get better. It's silly to think that, you know, an industry won't get smarter, better and stronger over time. And, um, the things that, you know, I experienced in 2015, 2016 as a customer, you know, you might not experience as much of it now Mm -hmm. in 2024, but yeah, I mean, they really did not know what was happening or just selling me stuff. I went to so many med spas, so many different estheticians and I wish that one of them would have just been honest and been like, hey, I don't know much about acne. I'm not an acne specialist. I can't help you with this. Go to CX, Y, and Z instead of just trying to take my money. But the issue is most of these places, they work, majority of these places, they work on commission and you're forced to sell whatever skincare you have to make a living. Mm -hmm. You know, your hourly is so low and they make your commission so much higher so that you are forced to sell to make ends meet. Yeah, And that's the hardest place to be when I teach my class on how to sell skincare ethically um, at these trade shows and big conferences, I always talk about how this is a hard class for you to take if you're working for somebody else that's selling products you don't like because there's no way to sell products ethically if you don't like them and they're not working yeah. and you got to get out. I mean, that the only way to sleep at night and feel good is to work somewhere that has products that you feel comfortable recommending. Mm-hmm. And if your boss won't listen to you, I mean, you got to leave. My first job out of aesthetics, um, actually not my first my third. <laughs> I went through a lot trying to find a perfect fit for me because being the person that was the customer put, you know, a very sour taste in my mouth. And I had very high expectations and integrity for the place that I worked because I knew damn well, I would not do what those girls did to me yeah, to other people. Absolutely. I mean, I just wouldn't do it. I got into this industry to make a difference. I got into this industry to help myself and others. And be the person that I needed mm-hmm. when I was struggling with my skin. Like that was my mission statement to myself is I want to be the person that I wish I had for myself when I was struggling. And I'm now I've done just that, you yep. know, but, um, anyways, so, uh, my third job out of aesthetics, I worked for a doctor and he had skincare that wasn't great. And you guys know, I was like already really savvy with stuff. I loved skin better by this point anyway, I learned about it from my very first job while I was actually in aesthetic school and it helped my skin so much. Like skin better truly is what cleared my acne. It wasn't going to aesthetic school because we use Dermalogica, which is trash. And Mm -hmm. 
um, made my skin actually worse. My skin got worse during aesthetic school, which is normal for a lot of us because, you know. You're doing too much to it, probably. Yeah, doing too much, using, like, weird stuff. There's schools now that use Glymed, which is amazing. That's... I'm like, where was that when I was enrolling? Because they gave us fucking Dermalogica. But I regress. Anyways, digress. digress. Anyways, so then um, I (laughs) was a little shady Sally. And I would tell my clients, because a lot of people at that time were finding me on Instagram. And I didn't have a lot of followers. I had maybe like a thousand followers at this point. Wasn't anything wild. It was mostly like randos that found me. Yeah. And they would ask me for skincare recommendations and I would send them to random med spas around the Metroplex that sold Skin Better and SkinCeuticals because those were the two lines that I loved out of, mm-hmm. a, you know, from what I had used. And um, one day the front desk overheard me and tattled on me and told the doctor. And so he completely stripped my hourly. I was only making $9 an hour and like 5% commission. I mean, also this was different times, guys, way back when. I mean, people get paid way better now in aesthetics, but... Yeah. I literally worked for free on Mondays because I just wanted more practice and experience. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that wild? That, it's extremely wild. Because they're like, we can't afford to pay you to come Mondays. And I was like, don't worry about it. I'll come for free. I was like, I just want to do it. Like, and I love, I mean, that's how passionate I was. Yeah. Like, I would have literally done it for, and I did. I would have done it for free. I did do it free. That's that's crazy. It was like a dream employee, except the fact that I didn't yeah. like their skincare. <laughs> no, that is a dream. My mom, like, the second I started working... She was like, you will never work if they're not paying you. Like, if they're like, oh, like, your hours are capped at this much. Like, can you stay, though? Absolutely not. Yeah. She was like, if they need you bad enough, they'll pay you to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like the number one lesson my mom told me about working. She was like, if you're working, you're getting paid. My mouth's sore from talking. <laughs> it hurts. Anyways, where was I? But... It's something you're passionate about. So it was, oh, like, I loved it, it was like free school. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, I just, yeah. all I want to do is give, like, I was literally foaming at the mouth wanting to get facials. For me doing like dispatch work, I'm not passionate enough to go <laughs> and <laughs> yeah do that for free. I completely get that. But that's cool. Yeah. So anyways, back to my story was that I, um, I don't even know where I was. They were, he cut your hourly. Okay, yes. And then made me straight commission. So at that point to make money, I was forced to sell products I didn't believe in. And a lot of other weird unethical stuff stuff happened. I remember one day he was like, we're not buying any more hydrofacial solution. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, some of my buddies and I had dinner and they also own med spas over here in this area and they just fill it with water. Like no one's going to know. He's like, it's so expensive. And I'm like, you think, funny thing, if you thought hydrofacial solution was expensive back in 2018... (laughs) There wasn't it like so much cheaper back oh then? Oh my god, it's like probably quadruple, if not didn't ten times like, more the price. Didn't it like triple in price just like from COVID? The until entire now? hump company is their prices at hydrofacial are extremely more expensive than they were back then. That's what I thought. Yeah, everything. It's just crazy. Every single company has upped their prices, but even back then, like it was pretty affordable. Like yeah, and he was still trying to do shady stuff. For sure. Which was crazy. I can't imagine what it's like now. No, I know. <laughs> it's it, like even water's too expensive to put in there. Well, yeah. I mean, I sometimes I don't even know in general pricing updates because we get so many emails and like the reps have to like tell us or like I. That's the other thing. So people think I see the emails that come to the Dallas esthetician. Do not look at them. Like my team does that, and yeah. like 
sometimes we miss stuff and like we'll be like oh price has changed we should have been charging more for this oh yeah you guys do do that a lot yeah like you'll literally like four months later be like oh i've been i'll usually find out from another esthetician posting a price and i'm like wait are they overcharging (laughs) or am i undercharging and then i'm nine out of ten times undercharging yeah so y'all are welcome (laughs) <laughs> you were getting it for a deal. A deal. Um, but anyways, so he was trying to get us to put water in the hydrofacial machines. And the crazy thing is he's not the only office that I've seen do this or mm-hmm. know has done this. There's a spa here too that reuses dermaplaning blades and microneedling tips and that's so hydrofacial tips. To me headbands i know some souls that are so cheap you know those little flimsy white ones that we like throw away after every patient or give it to them if they want to take it yeah people wash those they're literally like 60 cents disintegrate after like i guess they put them on like low tumble or something (laughs) from us but okay to me i think that the hydrofacial using water in it that's obviously super scammy, super unethical, but like reusing microneedling tips is like downright dangerous. No, you should go to prison. Yeah, like that's like you that's can get like people... literally sharing needles. Yeah, no, it, it is. <laughs> it is not, it's not like sharing needles. It is sharing needles, which is. Like, I don't care if you put it in alcohol or no. try to just bleach. It's disgusting. Uh, but it's not even that it's not clean. The needles get dull. You know, they're only supposed to be used for a certain amount of time. So you're just using like unsharp needles and causing more damage in the skin. Yeah. It's not even like the sanitary thing is a huge piece, but also the results of it, you're not getting fresh, sharp yeah. needles. Like they get dull. Same thing with a dermaplaning blade. Like before I switched to the blades I use now, I was using a company where I'd have to change my blade three times during a service because it would get so dull That's and I was going through so many blades. Insane. Yeah. Hey. It's scary. Yeah. It's so scary. This shady shit that you see. Like, I thought it was bad when I was just a customer, but then, like, being able to see behind the curtain of some yeah. of these practices. Like, I mean, God, there's another place I worked, like, they would do like half syringes on your lip. And they'd be like, oh, like, we'll save the other half of your syringe for like six months when you do your touch up. And I literally remember because I was like a little golfer for that office. Like I barely was doing skin. I was basically just doing like random various tasks for this guy, mm-hmm. the surgeon. Um, and he'd be like, oh, just go grab one in the fridge. And I'm like, okay, well, some of them, because, you know, when people do their lips, like some are like older than others, like whatever. And like he would like have me just grab a random one. Nothing had names on it. So like you don't know if you're getting like really your money's worth because like what if someone used more than half a syringe? You know, like it wasn't always exact. Yeah. Like sometimes they'd use like three-fourths of a syringe. Yeah. And like you don't look or know. And so it was just like weird to see like and just sketchy to see like I'm literally just have to go randomly grab like a syringe that may or may not be this person's syringe because there's no fucking names on it. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of stuff like that happened that made me really uncomfortable. But, like, it was a prestigious office and, like, it looked good on Instagram and on my resume. Like, I really tried to stick it out. But my final straw was the hydrofacial day. And what I did was I called every single one of my clients I had on the schedule for hydrofacial. And I told them all that the machine was broken. And he got pissed. He was like, why the fuck would you tell people the machine's broken? It's not broken. I was like, because you're not buying solution. I'm not going to do the treatment. Like, I will not do this. Like, I have been on the receiving end. Like, it's not right. I'm not doing it. Find someone else. And I got fired. That's crazy. Yeah. And this is also my 
a client the other day was like, you should be a, phlebo- a phlebotomist so you can do like PRP. First of all, I hate PRP. It's super inflammatory. That's why I use plated exosomes because mm-hmm. it's not inflammatory. But even if I wanted to, I will never draw blood ever because I have trauma. Because he would make you. Oh, no. This is my blood. favorite story to tell. Okay. This is like crazy. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> another office I worked at. I honestly didn't work at this many offices, guys. I just don't want everything to be. I don't want any of y'all PI investigators to find out that a lot of these things happened at one place. But I worked at, let's see. I have to mouth it because I have to think. They're turning up their volume right now. I worked at four places, five, but it doesn't really count because I was front desk. So I wasn't really doing anything. So four Mm -hmm. places. All four of these places had shady shit go down. So you can decide which office was which. Probably all five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But more at one than others. Yeah. But basically all of them. Yeah. So this doctor had um, a surgery center inside of his place. And which was awful because when you are doing surgery and stuff, like at a normal hospital, Mm -hmm. you know, like where I got my breast reduction, like they know how many surgeries you've done that day. And there's like a cap. But when you're in your own office and you have a surgery center, you can literally do whatever the fuck you want. So he would do like way too many surgeries a day. He'd always run behind. And it was one of the days he was running really behind. They did PRP hair restoration there. And I have never, I mean, I was doing hydrofacials and microneedling and like fluffy facials. That was what I did. And laser. Yeah. And, oh my God. So he calls me over the OR monitor and he's like, Savannah, come to OR1. Like, he's going to make me do something I don't want to do. Like, undress a drain or undo a drain or undo a bandage because I had to, like, do that shit sometimes. Like, and I'm like, that's not my job title, but whatever. Like, I remember he was like, oh, it's not hard to take out a drain. Just do it. And I literally was, like, shaking. I mean, I just couldn't imagine going to esthetician school and then someone calling you into an OR. (laughs) Well, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, no, that's, like, crazy to me. And the reason is we were so understaffed and, like, he was so fucking cheap. He just wouldn't hire more people to help. So, like, I literally had to do everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Like, I was not supposed to do half the shit that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, legally, yes, because I could do open heart surgery if I wanted to under if a doctor's position. Yeah, if you, he delegated yeah. that to me. So, I mean, that was like the wiggle room. He's like, I can, you can do anything I tell you to do because it's under my license, you know? So, anyways, he's like, you need to go do PRP, hair restoration, because I'm 30 minutes behind already. And I'm like, I've never done that before. He's like... You'll be fine. If you can operate a laser, you can draw blood. It's not that hard. Go look up a YouTube video and go do it. And I said, I really, he said, "Eh, don't want to hear it. If you don't do it by the time I'm out of this OR, you're fired. I I don't, I'm surprised. So I'm assuming you did it. So I go to the bathroom. (laughs) I pull up a YouTube video on how to draw blood. And I'm like, okay, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Like, honestly, like the YouTube video made it look so easy. It was like step one, step two, step three. And I was like, amazing. I just learned how to be a phlebotomist in five minutes. Like, this is wonderful. Did you get your blood drawn a lot when you were younger? I mean, just for checkups. Okay. Because I can tell you how many times I have been stabbed, prodded, and poked. (laughs) So I would not think it's easy. Yeah. Well, I never looked, really, because I don't like watching. But anyways, I was like, okay, I can do it. I walk in. I'm like, okay, got this. Like, confidence. Like, I got it. I open the drawer, and there's, like, 50 different types of needles and syringes. And immediately everything I just watched went out of my head. 
And he's like, oh, is Dr. Blah, blah, blah not doing this? I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I'm going to do it for you today. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, you you know what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do it all the time. I'm great. Yeah. And you're like, like, I'm okay, actually perfect. a Harvard like, educated doctor. I was like, I actually forgot something in the room. So I'll be right back. So I run back to the bathroom, watch another video. And I'm like, okay, I got it. So then I go in. And I'm like just trying to like pretend like I know what I'm doing. And I stab him like 87 different times. And he's like, do you know what you're doing? And I was like, yes. And then finally I get a vein and I'm like, oh. and he's like, it's your first time, isn't it? <laughs> Not the gas. I was so excited. I was yeah. like, I fucking did it. And I'm like, oh. he's like, it's your first time. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I don't really feel comfortable with you doing it. And then as soon as I do it, I forgot to like, I have all this blood. Okay. in the syringe. And I forgot to like put pressure. And so it starts squirting everywhere. I get this man's blood all over me. And he's like, I'm leaving. And so he leaves. And then the doctor. Wait, put pressure where? Like, I didn't, I don't, like the pressure from the blood coming. I don't know. It just started squirting. I don't, I mean, everything happened so fast. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, you other than the fact. Maybe you didn't take the tourniquet off. I don't, I don't even know what that is. You know when you tie the arm? Oh, and yeah. And when they get the vein, you untie it. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, that's So his blood was, was like squirting out yeah. of his arm at me. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I literally just learned how to do phlebotomy <laughs> five minutes in the bathroom, okay? Yeah. And so then I'm like fucking traumatized. And this man gets out. He's pissed because he waited like an hour to get this done. And then this fucking little dumb blonde 19 year old girl like didn't know what the fuck she was doing Literally mutilated his arm <laughs> stopped him like he probably looked like he was doing like heroin yeah. honestly but it, I, I will never forget like the moment i got it and i was like oh! and he's like you haven't done this before and i was like <laughs> he's like got you and i was like nah i haven't and then anyways it's like a 1500 dollars service he took it out of my paycheck and didn't fire me though he's like you're lucky i didn't fire you i'm just taking away your paycheck because i lost 1500 dollars because you couldn't perform yeah like <laughs> That's crazy. I actually got on um, Xanax to work there. Not Xanax Xanax, but what is it called? It starts with a P. Something in that vein. What is Xanax? Isn't it anti-anxiety medication? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, but I had to get on medication because I'd go home like crying every night because like it was just so abusive. Like, yeah, there's so much more that I can't say without probably getting a lawsuit sent to me. Yeah. That I wish I could, but... That's well, I mean. you know what I learned? Apparently, if you say things allegedly happened, then you can talk about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is a fictional story. I made this up. Yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> when I was at the Christmas dinner and I ordered my dinner, uh, he allegedly looked at the waiter and was like, don't give her that. Bring her a salad because I don't hire fat girls and she's looking a little bit tubby and I don't have time in my schedule to do lipo. That would be crazy if that actually happened. <laughs> it was such a crazy story. Yeah. Wild, right? Like, who says that? Could never have happened. Skinny Allegedly. girls only. Yeah. Isn't that awful? It's, so mean. I think it's... I w In front of the entire staff, I was sitting, allegedly sitting at this table. <laughs> and he allegedly told them to bring me a salad instead of bring me... I think I ordered, like, chicken and, like, a baked potato or something. He was, like, allegedly said, don't bring her that. Bring her a salad. Not because a I don't potato. hire fat girls and she's looking a little tubby and I don't have lipo. I don't have time. I don't have enough time to put lipo in my schedule. That's allegedly crazy. Allegedly wild. <laughs> Anyways, moving from there, there was another place after I got fired from that job that I went to go work at. And Boy. the first two hours of me being there, guess what I was told to do? Peel the expiration dates off every skincare bottle because they're expired and they wanted to still sell them. I walked out. Good. 
you were like, not again. I was like, absolutely the fuck <laughs> You're not. like, this This is looking too familiar. Yeah. Like, I need to get out of here now. Mm-hmm. And then I tried one other place and same kind of situation there. Like, just very unethical, all about the sales. They didn't sell any products I liked. It was no um, hourly. It was just straight commission. And also, too, the other issue was like, this doctor was like really bad at his job. And they would do an open house every year. And if you bought something at open house, like I wouldn't get commission for it. So like if you came in and bought like a six package hydrofacial, like it was at a discounted rate. So like I wouldn't get commission off of it. So I'd only be making like my hourly, which was the only time you'd get hourly, which was $9 an hour, Yeah, which is literally nothing. And also too, like all the time I was like a scapegoat, like he would like botch someone's surgery and like their scars would look really bad. And so then I would have to be the one to like do the scars, the lasers for yeah. scarring. And I wouldn't get paid on that because it was a free service. And so like I literally my entire day was either doing packages that I get no commission on or treating scars because he fucked up or like if he pissed someone off or like was late to their appointment or something, he'd be like, oh, like just go see Savannah for a hydrofacial. Oh, Savannah will do a little peel on you for free or oh, Savannah will do this. Oh, Savannah will do that. And so I was like literally just like the free treatment girly yeah. for everybody. It's <laughs> so, like all day long I was doing fucking free treatments for people he like fucked over, pissed off or botched their surgery or bought a package from open house. And so then I was like, I have to go on my own. Like, this yeah, is it. I can't do this anymore. And then I allegedly was um, doing <laughs> lash extensions at my parents' house to save money on the weekends. Like, I was working a full-time job and yeah. then allegedly on the weekends doing lash extensions. Yeah. I can't get in trouble for something I did in the past, right? I think there's something called the statute of limitations. And if a Because you can't, of like, per- operate has... a business out of your home. But, I mean, I was also doing, like, people from, like high school and stuff that came back for like spring break. I was doing lash extensions. I wasn't doing like skin services out of my parents' house. Actually, I was doing jelly mask. You weren't getting paid. I wasn't getting paid. I was practicing allegedly. Yes. <laughs> um, no, no, no money exchange. But fun story, guys. Did you know I was a lash extension girly? Like I did lash extensions and microblading and waxes and brow tints. I can tell you the day I stopped doing brow waxes was the day I had to bring my wax thing home because I was doing allegedly services allegedly at my home (laughs) and it spilled in the back of my car. Hot wax? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It was warm because I took it from the office from my salon suite home. Okay. And it spilled in the back and hardened and it was on cloth seats and it was I was like, I'm done waxing. I didn't even like it to begin with. I hated waxing. Yeah, you never liked waxing. It's just so messy. It's like a sensory thing. I just don't like it. Maybe it's messy because I wasn't good. But <laughs> anyway, so but during I that time, like I allegedly saved also- a lot of money to open my salon yeah. suite. But I literally had $50 in a dream. And yeah. And then I stole, I've told this story before. I ordered um, a $98 Kindle. It's like the K-E-N-D-A-L microdermabrasion machine on amazon Mm -hmm. on my mom's card because it was linked on my amazon account but she's don't worry she's gotten a lot of money back but for everyone that says my parents funded my business the 98 dollar microdermabrasion machine was their contribute contribution Mm -hmm. yeah you just gave her a trio lux that is double the price of (laughs) that microdermabrasion machine so she gets everything all's fair all's fair but yeah That was like the beginning journeys of me becoming an esthetician. But now this next episode, I have a lot more to get into like the nitty gritty of like what I think is ethical and what I think is not ethical and how people should run their practices. Oh, wow. So there's a part motherfucking three. I wasn't. This is news to me, y'all. 
This is going to be, um, is it going to be controversial? No. No. Maybe. I feel like, I feel like ethics is like black and white. Yeah. It's like you're either a good person or a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if this is controversial, you're probably in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're probably in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's just so crazy that you even have to like tell people to be ethical and have integrity. But well, I think maybe the biggest thing is that you're passionate about it and you actually care about people. And a lot of people go into it as quick money and yeah, prying and on business. And it's, it is a very lucrative business where you, I mean, you can make a lot of money with. Honestly, though, the reason that I have a seven figure business is because of my ethics. No, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, people think so like, oh, cash grab, like quick this, quick that. Yeah. Like if you want to occur wealth over a long time, you have to do things the right way. And you might start off slower. You might lose a lot of money in the beginning. You might mm -hmm. lose money by doing things right, but you'll stick the longest. You'll yep. have the longest trajectory in your career mm -hmm. because you're doing things right. These people that are just flashing the pans, you know, it's like, cool, you made a quick buck here, but like, no one's going to trust you now. And now you're yeah. shady and a snake and people find out eventually, like, especially with social media and this day and age, like it's just easier to do things the right way. And again, like I said, like you don't make much money in this industry. Literally. I remember my aesthetics instructor saying only one of you, if that will be successful, the rest of you won't even do aesthetics anymore. Yeah. Like this will just be a thing you have, or some of you won't even go take the test. You'll finish school, but you won't even go get your license, you know? Um, and most of you are going to be making $15,000 a year. If that, I mean, they told us cap was like, if you were doing real good in aesthetics, you're making 40,000, like mid range was like 15 to 25,000 a year. Like it was a very low paying thing. And I knew that going in, if I wanted to be rich, I would have been a lawyer or yeah. like found a cure for cancer. Like I mm. didn't get in this industry thinking I would have the money that I'm making now. Yeah. You know, it just happened. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, you make money by owning, I mean, these people, you know what I mean? The old men who have 20 estheticians who make, they pay pennies on the dollar. I mean, I don't know if it's still like that now. Is it? I'm sure I some mean, places yeah, are. I because remember Zoe was looking to find an esthetician job and they were like paying 13 an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, in Texas at least. Yeah. It depends on the commission. $13 an hour can be great if you're... Making like, you know, 30 or 40%. Yeah. And doing high dollar services and not like... Yeah. $50 facials. That's true. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I forget, like, my view on things, obviously, is so warped because I'm not in the industry and my best friend is Savannah. So it's like, <laughs> I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, every spa is like, like, they pay their employees well and they have benefits. And SBA they, pays good. Yeah. No, you guys we got do. health insurance. And that's the thing is, like, if you want good people to work for you, you got to shell it out. Like, mm -hmm. you got to give them health insurance. Like, I don't know any other spa. None of the spas I worked at, none of the doctor's offices I worked at offered me insurance. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't need it. I was 19. I wasn't 26 mm -hmm. yet. But, you know, I think it goes a long way to have PTO insurance. Like if you want good people. Yeah. 401k plan. Like we have snacks. I buy the girls everything. I oh give them gosh. everything. So um, she just hired a new person, my friend, actually, to come in one day a week for just shipping because shipping is blowing up there. And... Taking a day off from shipping, you'll get another, what, like 200 orders. orders that need to be shipped out. And so it's getting crazy. But he was like, <laughs> I came by right after I dropped you guys off to the airport. Okay. And I don't know. Why did I go? Oh, I left my rings yes. there. And so I went there and he was like, 
can you please go get me Chick-fil-A? I was like, sorry, boo. Like, no, I'm not. You didn't get him food? No. Tyler. I was about to, I was so tired. It's literally three seconds from the office. That Chick-fil-A takes 30 minutes minimum to go through. You know that. He knew that. He was, no, because he was getting off in like two hours. I was like, you can wait. Two hours is a long time for a hungry boy. I had to go, two hours is a long time for me too. I had to go all the way back to your house to get my car. Oh, boo-hoo. I'm so (laughs) sad for you. Anyway, no, but here's the thing. He was like, there's no food here. And I said, Josh, were you just dropped on the head? And I like brought him to the kitchen. I opened up the cabinets and he was like, oh, I don't need Chick-fil-A. He was like, oh my gosh, there's so much food here. Yeah. So. Snack-a-lax. Yeah. Snack-a-tacks. Don't make me out to be the bad guy. You're a bitch. He could have taken a We're break. We're going to go visit Josh and bring him Chick-fil-A after this. He could have taken a break. Okay. Well, he doesn't because he's a hardworking man. No, big- no. Because remember he told you he was going, he was, he was leaving for a little bit to go. Oh, yeah. That's why. It was that day. He was leaving in like an hour to go drop off that thing at the airport. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, just wait. Like by the time I get back with your Chick-fil-A, you'll be leaving to go. Alyssa backed me up. Oh. She was like, no, that Chick-fil-A will take 30 minutes. <laughs> and he w- he needed to leave in like 45 minutes to go to the airport. Okay, I'm just defending myself on the podcast right now. You guys don't need to hear <laughs> this. But I feel like she made me out to be a bad person for not getting a Chick-fil-A. I was like, I knew there was a reason. Yeah. That was all to say that she has really good perks at her business. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. And you get me as your boss. I'm the best. Yes. Not to be cocky, but yeah. I'm a slay boss. Yeah, she treats them extremely well. Like... Every time I go over, okay, so like I have a designated room at her house. That's my room. But it also is like where, like, say during Christmas time, there's Christmas Mm -hmm. gifts in there. It's like the storage room and Tyler's room. (laughs) And I swear to God, like every single time there's like all, like there's always some sort of gift baskets in there for her employees that like she'll start saving up for months in advance. Like. And it's like Thanksgiving or Halloween or Easter, baskets. yeah, or Little like I mean, right now I think for the past like month and a half, there's been Valentine's <laughs> like ever since January first hit. Like it wasn't Christmas anymore; it was Valentine's Day, and so like I don't know, it's the little things. Yeah, but I don't know what the point of all that was. That I'm amazing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm about to little. I'm about to piss my pants. Okay. okay. So, part three next time part three what is and what is not love you guys love you